a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave X Media. Contend Capable acknowledges the indigenous people on the land on which we record this podcast, the Tarongarong people. We offer our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Sovereignty was never ceded. where somehow I'm allowed behind a microphone even after my crimes against humanity behind the <laughs> microphone last time. Uh, uh, joining with me, Sam, today is the wonderful Julie, uh, who you may know as plant-based... Plant-based burger. Wow, that was the second half of that took a while to count. Welcome you to the it. podcast, Julie. <laughs> you crushed it. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like everyone needs to pause halfway through. Consider the gravity of your name yes. and then just... <laughs> <laughs> Friends, ladies and gentlemen, people of all genders, it is plant-based <laughs> bird girl. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who might not know your amazing work on the internet or who you are, you want to quick give a bit of a quick rundown? Sure. I um, most people know me from TikTok, where I do a whole smorgasbord of things across. Um, I, th- I would say my main thing is LGBTQIA uh, representation and humor and comedy, in addition to like some feminist take down type stuff, not taking down feminists, being a feminist and taking down non-feminist things is what I mean. And um, generally just being hot and chaotic, I guess. <laughs> I don't, uh, <laughs> there's there's, there's so much going on on that page. I mean, it's one of those things where like, there are some people out there whose content is like an absolute smorgasbord. You're not quite sure like, I don't know what they hear. Like, it's really hard to vocalize their brand. Mm. And yet somehow your content is like a complete smorgasbord and has like a really distinct brand the whole oh, way through. Yes! And it's like the marketing, the, the marketing lover in me is like, oh, fuck yes, 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 please. That makes me so happy because I, yeah, I, that's one of the hardest parts of being on, on TikTok for me is they really want you to niche yourself down so much. And like, yes, I like, I've become significantly more gay because of niching myself. And by that, I just mean like talking about queer things a lot more than I normally do. Um, But yeah, I have so many interests and so many things that I like doing and want to do and want to create. So I'm so glad that a common through line still comes through. Yeah. It's, I think it's also one of those things that like, can happen like really really organically and i think that that one of the things it feels very stalkerish but i've been following your content for about a year a year and a half now wow. and it's like one of those things it's like oh you know in the whole time i've been following you and like you've popped up on my for you page or in my following page when i get tired of the stupid shit that's in my for you feed <laughs> um 
or like I go and actively seek you out because I need something, need to like find, you know, particular energy or chaos yeah. that I, I want. Um, it's like, oh, wow. It's like not the same, but it's also the same. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. The channel evolves with me for sure. Um, and I, I don't know, how did you kind of stumble into this like amazing position to be like advocating for basically everyone <laughs> I mean I um that's a great question because I partially really don't know how I how I stumbled into this my my journey with TikTok started because I I got on it during the pandemic when we all did and it was you know it, we were all on our phones yada yada and I yeah didn't join it to be a creator I just had some like goofy ideas for videos um the first video I ever posted on TikTok was me voicing different cats in this cat puzzle that I got it's very it's it's a lot um but the, <laughs> <laughs> the fifth the fifth TikTok that I posted um and all of these were from my old Android phone no shame to Android users it was just definitely a way older phone um yeah so the camera quality and the mic quality is just like terrible my fifth video is me telling this story that's like the story that I tell I don't even I don't even want to be that does I don't even want it to be the first story that I tell but I've become known for this story of when I shoved a tampon up my butt in sixth grade um which went kind of viral it got a couple million views and then I ended up with like 14,000 followers from that video alone and then I was just kind of sitting there like I have 14,000 followers on TikTok like what and I you know now now being at like 500 something thousand it feels I don't know it all the numbers all feel so weird and relative but i was just kind of messing around on TikTok after that i didn't really know what i was doing and then there would be times because after i made the tampon video a lot of people came at me in the comments um for being like mm. an idiot and a lot of people said some really misogynist things being like that women are dumb and like of course girls can't tell what hole it is and that kind of thing and so then i started making all of these really like really smart put together arguments um i think my content may have gotten a little less smart over the years <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but i made all these put together arguments uh defending my younger self defending women defending how we need better sex education and then i don't know i guess people started to trust that voice a little more and then a year went by and i wasn't really serious about tiktok um and then it was at the beginning of last year that I was like, you know what? I am trying to have a career in the entertainment industry. I have this like small-ish following on TikTok. Maybe I should try to marry these things. So then I was like, I want to see what I can, what I can do. And then it just kind of became an interaction with my followers. I listened to what they wanted, and I told a story about me being bisexual. And then everyone wanted to know more about how I knew I was bisexual and like bisexual this, bisexual that. And then yeah. the more people heard that me talking about my sexuality and comfort with it so openly people were like will you like will you give us that energy more like more more of that and then suddenly uh suddenly i'm like a lgbtq rights tiktoker which has been one of the most wonderful things of my life yeah it's very fascinating i worked at a community radio station that is um it's the oldest community radio station in the country and um has a long history and activism and bits and pieces so i very like i always keep my eye really closely on 
different ways to do activism. Yeah. And one of the things I really hate, and this is what I, I think what drew me, especially to your content, mm. I, at, at least to begin with, was the fact that a lot of activism is like, everything's bad. We've got to fix everything. You know, the world's ending. And it's such a negative mindset to yeah. be in. Yeah. That like, it's, it's very fascinating to then shift to a really positive activist environment and go oh wait we can just have fun while still fighting for the rights that you know people desperately need to be treated like a human being for sure yeah i mean i i value people's rage i value people's anger and i i also feel that same devastation that we feel with the world and how um, minority people are getting treated and just how much we're destructing the environment all of that devastating all of that horrible all of that like literally debilitating when you really think about it all but at the end of the day i think if we are going to make our way out of this if we are going to fix anything if we are going to get anywhere it's not going to be through violent anger mm. and i i don't even know because i do i i I don't blame like when protesters start burning stuff down. I don't blame them for that. Um, it, I you know? think everyone protests differently. It's one of Absolutely. those weird things that like everyone's expression and their anger is going to be different. Absolutely, and anger is really hard. You, it's really hard to be angry for a long period of time. Yeah, you get very exhausted very quickly. Totally. Um, but like the way you change people's mind, I feel like, and, yeah. if, and if you want to, if you really want to educate someone and if you really believe that someone can change their values or they can see your side of the story, you're never going to get through to them by being mad at them, which is like, it falls on the person. It falls on the victim to be the bigger person, which is really unfair. But at the same mm -hmm. time, um, if we want to live in a better world and if we want to see a better world and for our kids to get to experience better, we have to do the tough, we have to take up the tough mantle of, of, of put, you know, leveling out all of these complex feelings and being like, this is, this is where we are. And, and that there's a lot of different ways to be, to, to go about doing that. And so sometimes yeah. I do get very, um, I don't know if aggressive isn't the right word. Sometimes I do get pretty mad on my channel, but for the most part, I like to, keep it to a point where it's accessible and it, where, where someone might walk away thinking a little bit differently, just a little bit. I don't expect to change yeah. anyone's mind, but yeah, when I do get into to more of my feminist posts and activist posts, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's very exciting to see people who are changing the way that activism looks mm. like I think especially, you know, of all things, I have a lot of conservatives I interact with in my life. Sure. And, you know, through things like Black Lives Matter, through things like when um, the Supreme Court decided that it was going to overturn Roe versus Wade and <sighs> things like that, which, like, they're very angry moments, but it was very interesting to see actually the difference that we have had since the peak of Black Lives Matter and the latest set of protests uh, around Roe versus Wade mm. and the way that young people like ourselves go around communicating why we're feeling a particular way about it all. Yeah. Like 
I remember when Black Lives Matter was happening, the conservative people in my life all turned around. Like, there are a whole bunch of... The, the, the same line. The whole bunch of lazy people, you know, spout a conspiracy theory or two, and then, you know, you know, we shouldn't take them seriously. And mm. we've gone from... You know, Black Lives Matter feels very traditional. We all... Everyone marched on the street, and, you know, we tore down statues and things like that. Mm. And, every, and, you know, the conservatives got mad because you're ruining our history, etc., etc. You know, whole other stupid shenanigans but um then we turn you know you turn around and you have a look at you know the roe versus wade stuff and you have a some of the crazy stories of like if you're gonna count you know my child in my womb as uh, as a human being then you know you can't arrest me because it's unlawful arrest of my child and (laughs) yeah it's it's like things like that that you go oh wow we've just clocked on a little bit smarter to go let's let's pull the smart move to kind of throw people off their rhythm you know the very John John Mulaney says it right you know now I've thrown him off his (laughs) rhythm (laughs) yeah absolutely um yeah no and I and I, I I TikTok is such a fascinating place to be on the on the the content side of all of the activism and feminism because uh, on the one hand it's so inspiring um like especially when roe v wade was overturned and there were so many accounts that were had women in states where abortion was still safe and they were like if you need to go quote quote camping in a safe state you can come stay at my house and go quote quote Mm -hmm. camping indicating you know that if someone from an unsafe abortion state needed to go somewhere to get an abortion, they could stay with that person. That's amazing. That's activism. That's something yeah. that would never have existed in many, 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 many years before. You know, I mean, it's like, it's, it's amazing what the internet can do for us, but at the same time, it's so gut wrenching to see how just like person after person who's, who is, you know, getting wrongly imprisoned, who is, who can't afford their gender affirming surgery funds. And it's like, my whole for you page sometimes is just like, will you please watch this video three times so I can make some more money to like fund this crisis that I'm in. And that's just like so devastating how many people are hurting, you know, and how many and just like, and how little care there is built into our systems that people have to like go on the internet and beg on an app that should like, at its heart, just be a goofy, you know, silly art creative time. It's, it is so fascinating, and I, for as you said, for an app that was like supposed to be creative, you know, a dance app, you know, yeah. where everyone does like a weird, funny dance, right? And somehow we're having intersectional and nuanced conversations, and you know, I scroll through like a series of TikToks, and I think this is, I think it really highlights the diversity that a short form vertical. Uh, app does like a mm. vertical video app like tiktok yeah really just has that power when it's dedicated to that one thing and this is where i get get wrapped around the axles about the whole tiktok trying to copy everyone else like mm. you know instagram the chameleon of social media um <laughs> and it is it is so uplifting to know that we are taking control of a technology that we've used and understand and making it our own yeah Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> we went deep quickly. Here. We went um, so deep so fast. <laughs> I was just like, um, how do we get out of this? One? <laughs> Sounds like this is supposed to be at the end of the podcast, you know? Yeah, That's this all is, we've yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry everyone um, listening. Uh, whoever you are, we I just threw I just threw us into a pit. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm always I'm always willing to go deep quickly. But Ready it for really the bit. Depends on who's, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of chaos in your videos. Yes. <laughs> Have you always been this chaotic? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> it's like when I first started getting popular on TikTok and like making a bunch of videos, people who knew me from real life would say kind of things that they were like, they're like, Julie, this is you, but this is you on like your most insane day. So, like, what the internet sees of me on most days is me on my most insane day. And then it's probably had some weird effect on my mental health for me to try to recreate my most insane days over and over and over again on TikTok. Um, but in terms of have I always been this chaotic? Absolutely. I think I'm just louder about it on the internet. Um, I mean, I was just telling this story the other day, but my sister says that she's four years older than me. When I came out, you know, I came out of the womb. She has this baby sister hasn't said a word yet. She's like, oh my God, what a precious, cute little child. And then the minute I started talking, she's five years old and she has this judgment about me. The minute I start talking, she goes, that child is so weird. Like, what is its problem? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I don't know, I was, I would talk at a mile a minute and do all these weird voices and just try to get everyone in the room to laugh. So in a way I've always been like this. Um, and TikTok's only made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the kind of thing where it's like, you know, it, it does. It makes your personality, like, the weird bits of your personality just way weirder. Yeah. And I love it, to well, be honest. That is something that I always felt about myself in a lot of, like, group settings in school, in all of my education, was that I felt like I was, like, a little just, like, too weird. Not, like, weird in, like, a, oh, she's funny way. Just, like, weird in, like, a, oh, she's a lot way. And I'm sure there are people who would back up that statement who went to school with me. But you get on the internet, and the internet is where, if you're too much in real life, you are just enough on the internet. The internet's, like, yeah. right on. There are people who are willing to match your energy or even go further. And yep. it's, like whoa 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 we've gone we've gone from zero to two thousand really quickly yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's and like it's like the comment sections of a lot of your videos as well it's like we're gonna match your energy and try to one-up you yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean i'll get some really out-of-pocket comments in in all sorts of directions um but yeah it is it is wild seeing and also, I just, I wonder how people, I mean, I wonder how people who have only seen me on the internet, how, how they think I really am in real life. I, I wonder how that comes across. I think everyone's got their, like, every, every friend group or every friend, everyone has, like, a chaotic friend who mm. isn't necessarily, like, falling apart, but is definitely a hot mess. Yeah. And you're not quite sure which direction they're headed. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the end, it's always a positive one, but, like, it's always, like, the journey between is, like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is what I, I bring have a, to the table. I have a, a, a sister who's in a, her second to last year of high school, mm. and she and her friends are, like, it reminds me of you. Like, it just reminds <laughs> me of, like, her and her friends are, like, I'm, like, this is this is definitely the vibes, you know. Um they're, they've got this running joke about a, pol a horse named Police Horse. <laughs> and, like, there's this extensive backstory that they've just created in their German class or something. And just was like, 
And so watching my sister try to recount it to our family and just not even being able to get through like a single sentence because it's so funny to her. And we're like, are you okay? Do you need help? (laughs) That's something that I don't think enough people call me out on in my videos. I laugh at my own jokes a lot. I think people need to call me out on that more. It's like, I think I'm so funny. And like, what, what am I doing? Yeah, exactly. I think it's one of those, like, I don't know. There are some people who are laughing at their own jokes. And I'm like, mm, that's not, that doesn't have a vibe. And then there's other people who laugh at their own jokes. And it's like, oh, you're laughing because you just, like, it's too funny. You can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad um, it's a vibe. Yeah. Always. Always a vibe. Um... Look, you've got a couple of recurring characters in a lot of your um, content. Yes, I do. Was there a, 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 a was that kind of on an accident? Was that on purpose to have Craig and Craig your sister was, on? Uh, Craig was a full accident, and uh, let the record show here: Craig was nine thousand and eight hundred percent an accident. So, I. It was Pride Month, right? And I was like, for Pride, I want something special in all of my videos. The plan was for bubbles to be blowing in the back of Mm. all of my videos. Just bubbles. No person who's blowing the bubbles. And then when when we were making... So so my friend, uh, that's all I will reveal about them. My friend was at my house. And I was like, will you just stand here in the bathroom and blow bubbles for me (laughs) while I make these TikToks? And they were like, yeah, for sure. And so I, I was making TikToks. I had about two or three that I planned on making that I was like, just like happy pride month and just like some nice things about the gays, making fun of bisexuals, the usual shtick. And then I was like, okay, to my friend, I'm going to improv a few videos now and see what happens. And so the last video that I improved in that session, I went, uh, that was, that's the video where I'm like, it's pride month. And how am I celebrating? I hired a straight man to follow me around and blow bubbles, uh, for the entire month. And then (laughs) we thought it would be funny if you could hear the straight man actively like gasping for air in the background for blowing the bubbles. And then I was like, Ooh, you know, it would be really funny here is if I yelled if I yelled at him and like, he had just like a really dumb name. So then in the final moments of the video, which completely on improv, I just yelled Craig. And that was it. That was, that was, that was supposed to be it. It was just supposed to be a one-time thing. And then the comments blew up. That video went insane. And everyone was like, who is Craig? Is Craig? Okay. More from Craig. What's Craig's deal? Craig, 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 Craig. And so what was supposed to be this month of just like gay rights, gay love, all of that uh, content on TikTok turned into us completely improvising this bubble blower named Craig. And he became a fan favorite. He's more popular than I am. The only like claim that I have to him is that I write most of the Craig scripts and the Craig jokes. But like, I get it. He's a star. He's an absolute star. Um, and, and then it was supposed to be like, because I, and I, I, I'm trying not to reveal too much about Craig's identity. Um, Craig and I don't live, Craig. yes, uh, Craig, Craig and I don't live in the same state and this is a legitimate thing. People are always thinking on the TikTok that I'm lying about this or that, that I could just 
summon Craig at any time. Craig literally yeah. lives in a different state. Craig is not here most of the year, but <laughs> Craig visits sometimes. Um, and and when Craig does, we find a way to work work them into the channel. Um, but yeah, so so when Craig left for Pride Month, everyone was really disappointed, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, oops I'm out of Craig's we're out of inventory you know and then and then Craig happened to be in town for my birthday so we did a you know we did it into to Craig celebrating a queer which is like it was my birthday there was pride month and yeah. we just kind of we found different ways so Craig Craig was an accident <laughs> Craig and then I definitely wanted my sister to be on my TikTok. Um, I just like goofing off with my sister. My sister is one of my favorite people, but she has an important corporate job. Um, no, I know it's disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> she has an important corporate job, and she just didn't want her real name to be super connected with the goofy shit I was making her do on TikTok. She didn't want yeah. it to be like you look up her professional name and then the first thing that comes up are my TikToks instead of her like LinkedIn and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, I need you to give me a fake name. And the first name that I said was Harold. And she was like, cool. And so now there's Craig and Harold. Um, yeah. And I think those are the main characters that that show up or they're the popular ones. Sometimes you get my they're mom. <laughs> yeah, um, it's... It's very fascinating because you don't... A lot of people's TikTok accounts are just them. It's, oh, it's not, you know, a group of people or, like, a rotating cast. It's not like a TV series or something where you can kind of focus on one different person for a little while. And, you know, you've got ownership over your account. And you've got, you know, you've got both, uh, you know, these two massive characters that the fans really, really love. Yeah. That also, like, everyone's like, when, when, when are they coming on? When, when are they, they coming, coming back? On? You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. And the part that really kills me is both of them are such deep introverts who really dislike social media. Like, neither of them want to be doing this at all. It is because I forced them into being on the internet with me. It's because I'm that friend who like who's like, you want to make a TikTok? And everyone's like, no. And I'm like, let's make a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you know? Um, so... I wish I was that extroverted, to be honest. Like, just being able to go, hey, you want to create a TikTok? Come on, TikTok. come on. I know, people ask me, like, when when there's videos where you can see my sister in the background and they're like, are you not embarrassed to be like making those noises and sounds with your sister in the background? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm lacking that bone in my body. Oh, never embarrassed around my family. It's a, around my friend. Like I don't live anywhere near my family at the moment. I've moved like a 20 hour drive away now. <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> love them. Love them. Love them. Of 20 hours away. Probably good for my mental health, et cetera, et cetera. Totally. <laughs> Um, but you know, it, it is. It's like I, I don't have any shame. It's my family, you know. Yeah. They, they've they they have seen me naked. I have seen them naked. It's a fact of like if we if you've seen someone naked, I feel like there's not as much like shame around the weird shit that you do. Yeah. Um, also, if you just like grew up around listening to them fart, like that's like there's oh, yeah, there's no, yeah like nobody's nobody's protecting that from the family. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, and then like, yeah. <laughs> or like you know the memories of that time 
and this is a true story, that one of your siblings grabbed uh, a wet diaper and put it in the ceiling fan and it <gasps> went around the whole room of your <gasps> brand new house. No! <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so chaotic. I love that, but I hate it. That's terrible and I love it. Oh yeah. Uh, and I I don't know, it's it's really fascinating. My brothers would never, they barely, they barely even want to acknowledge the fact that I run a podcast and, you know, work as a journalist. For you sure. Know, they're not introverted. They're definitely extroverts, but they're just like, no, 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 we are not jumping on a TikTok or, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 you should jump on it. I promise it'll be fun. You know, I promise I won't embarrass you. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they're like, we don't trust you. You've broken our trust before. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing is I think I sweeten the deal with my sister and Craig is I'm like, you'll get to embarrass me. I won't embarrass yeah. you. I'll be the butt of all the jokes. Don't worry. I think it's the other like concern as well. It's like, if you've got a professional career, like I work as a journalist. So regardless, all of my content's blasted all over the internet. So I don't oh. really have that much privacy, but you know, if, if you, you don't want to be the first thing that's someone's, cause it's really easy to stalk people online. I, yeah, me saying as a, someone who who works online, but you know, <laughs> it's very easy to kind of you know sit there and go, like the first thing that pops up is like TikToks with their name in it, or you know, uh, content about them ra- from you know their family rather than. And I actually feel really bad for like child stars or like family yeah. accounts. Like that's like I'm sorry, but that child doesn't even know what they want to do when they grow up. No. Like, admittedly, I don't really know what I want to do when I grow up either, <laughs> but you know, right. at least I've got some agency as to where I put my name. Yeah, absolutely. No, definitely. I, um, one of my friends recently was just like, cause she's trying to break into the entertainment industry as well. And she's like, I wish I was a child star. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. I don't say that. Go read Jeanette McCurdy's yeah. like autobiography. Yeah. Oh my God. Jeanette McCurdy's autobiography was amazing. I was driving, so I was actually move. I was in the process of moving, so I've, I now live near Melbourne mm. uh, in Australia uh, instead of in Brisbane with my family. And for the second day of my drive, I listened to Jeanette McCurdy's book, and I almost had to stop driving a couple of times because it was just like, oh shit, yeah, like, yeah. Um, it, it such was, a good book, though. Wow, it's so good, and it makes me. As a as a artist uh, person who has a lot of different things that I'm doing, I mean, obviously there are so much other important things in her book. But what really excited me is that she talks about this worry that she has that she was always going to be known as the Disney Channel kid, um, mm. and that all she was ever going to amount amount to not Disney Channel Nickelodeon kid, and that all she was ever going to amount to was being this like preteen bully on this show. And that uh, there was one point where she really wanted to be a director for one of the episodes because that would make her feel like she was really doing something. And then they took her off of yeah. that. But like now she is she has this best selling book and she is getting to write and she is like redefining herself in her career. And like obviously for a very long time, people knew her as just Sam from iCarly. But I just think it is amazing that at any point in our lives, we can completely change our genre, completely redefine ourselves, completely show a different side of our artistry and people will like take it seriously and love it. Like, like Jeanette McCurdy's book is doing insanely well. 
And it's so well written as well. It's one of those things where she doesn't shy away. She doesn't skirt around the fact of, you know, of what what happened to her and the Mm -mm. terrible, terrible situations that she was put in. And the fact that she also, like, acknowledges that she didn't quite fully comprehend as a child what was going on. And, you know, some of the the abuses that were leveled at her, she's like, you know, didn't quite fully comprehend until she had to go through therapy and sit there and go, oh, wait a second, this is bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was... It was kind of scary. Absolutely. I mean, I just think that, I think that's amazing how, how she did preserve that sort of level of innocence in the first parts of the book where she's telling stories from her young, younger years, like you're saying, is I think we, uh, I think for those of us who have gone to therapy and had massive revelations about our lives, we always want to think that we're like, oh, I knew all along. I knew all along that that was going to be bad or that was a bad person, but it's like, you didn't, you didn't. You went in thinking the yeah. best of everyone, you know? Or you went in thinking you were just doing a good job. And that's that's a large part of it. Yeah, it is. And I think it's a large part of, like, as well as, like, some of the disappointment you get when you realise a, a creator is not exactly who you think they are. They're not living a, a you know, mm. an, they're not being their authentic selves online. And you, you realise you learn it. And it is almost like heartbreak, kind of. It's like oh, that creator's not who I thought they were, uh, yeah. you know, or uh, I just can think of, especially for Harry Potter fans, and I hate bringing it up all the time, but, you know, mm-hmm. going, that woman, because I don't, don't want to even say her name, it was way worse than we ever thought. You yeah. Know? We thought the best, as children, when we read her books, we thought the best in her. Yeah. And... As adults, we've learnt the worst about her, and now revisiting it all, like it's just terrifying. It uh, really and is very telling as well. Yeah, I just think it's crazy how she wrote a series that was for kids who felt left out, and for kids who felt different, and for kids who felt abandoned and unloved. You know, that is such a large part of of Harry Potter's. Um, deal that he was rejected Mm. by a lot of the adults in his life and then he finds a place where he really shines and to think about how similar that is to the trans journey and how similar that is to the queer kid journal journey and just how massively disappointing it is to probably have grown up with that author as a as a hero with that book as a comfort space and then to know that like she wasn't saying, oh, all of all of you are accepted. She was saying just some of you, some of you, some of you are Harry Potter. Some of you are are going to be rejected forever. Mm. My friend Christine is going through the Harry Potter books, uh, Harry Potter books, chapter by chapter. Mm. And it is really telling when you go through with a fine tooth comb of like some of the like things that are written and you go, oh, upon reflection, that's like wildly racist or yeah. you know this is inherently problematic that you know the one house in this school is considered the good guys and one house is considered the bad guys yeah you know? and, and like i get i get simplifying but this that's not how you simplify no absolutely and that like house elves de- like want to be slaves with their whole oh. their whole heart that's just so messy just terrible and i it just, it hurts me a little bit because it's, 
I, I like I love you know we grew up with those books yeah. like it's not like we didn't didn't you know experience them and enjoy them and you know I was going through the end of primary school as the films were going out which really dates how young I am but um <laughs> but like and experiencing those books and and investing yourself in that culture and then when you come out the other side and you spend some time away and then you learn, you know, a terrible thing like that, there are plenty of other creators and, uh, people out there who we've, we've learned are horrible people. Just look at Hollywood. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it really kind of hurts a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, Um, it's sad. We've gone deep again. Yeah. We've gone deep again. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) Calm down. Calm down. We're really sorry. We're really sorry. No, we're yeah. not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, obviously you've done a huge amount of work to advocate for people who don't necessarily see themselves represented online, especially the bisexual community and, and kind of fighting against bi erasure and bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, have you like what's the, some of the feedback what are some of the things you've learned since you know talking about this stuff publicly oh that is a great question and not one i don't think that i have reflected on many a time what have i learned from becoming a bisexual advocate um <laughs> what, what have i learned from becoming a bisexual <laughs> what have i learned from becoming a bisexual not much i get dumber by the day uh, <laughs> no, that's not true. Bisexuals can be smart, everyone. I make a lot of jokes about it on my channel. I'm just being self-effacing. Um, I think I've learned that people really, 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 really do just want to see themselves seen, you know? And it's not just, like, it's not just bisexuals. It's, like, every time I make a video about one group of people where I'm, like, here's why transgender people are amazing, then it's, like, can you do one for non-binary people? Can you do one for omnisexual people? Can you do one for demigender people? Can you do one for... And it's just, like, people really want to see themselves, and that is a valid thing to feel. And Mm. I don't know. I think it's interesting what we get in, in, in TikTok, because as much as we can believe the personas that we put on, on the internet... We're real people there. We're not written by TV writers who may or may not be bisexual or really understand bisexualism. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you get, you know, you just get to see bisexuality through the, the lens of a, a real person. Um, but at the same time, I definitely turn bisexuality into a character on my channel and into a caricature of itself. <laughs> I'm all just like raccoons and ridiculous and chaotic and all that jazz. Um, uh, not a lot of people, no, almost no one understands the difference between pansexual and bisexual, which is, is a very fine line, but I feel like I get asked that every other day. Look, it's, it's, it's not an easy difference to make, to be honest. No. Like it's, it's a, it's a hard one. Um, and to summarize it into like a three minute video or like a a 15 second video is a bit hard. Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah, uh, it's definitely, I don't know, it's, uh, I look at the content that you create and I'm like, the fact that you, like, I'm still very much learning and I'm like, the fact that you are like, speak as if you know it and even if you don't, like, 
it's that confidence that I'm like, I do not have the confidence to speak about those topics like that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that unabashed confidence. Well, I, um, I went to acting school. Uh, I went to call it theater school. I, I got a BFA in acting. I went to like capital A acting school. It wasn't just like, Ooh, I, yeah. yeah, it wasn't just like I went to college and studied like studied Shakespeare. I went to college and like, did insane things in front of many groups of people on a regular basis from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. to the point where now, for the most part, I feel very numb to being watched. Not and not in a way that's like, not in a way that's like bad. Just in a way that's like, the the fear part is a way. You know, I've mm. I've learned that people will will think whatever they want of you, and I love my education and acting because of how much feedback there was and just how much you can realize that you can 20 people can watch the same performance watch the same video watch the same statement whatever and get something completely different out of it which means what the perception of who you are as a person is just kind of relative to who they are as people so do yeah, exactly. do whatever you want and be who you want and speak for what you like and what it is that you're into um, I was always very attracted to public speaking and being a performer. And that was something I did throughout all of my younger years. And then it, I, like, I finally got good at it when I went to acting school. And by that, I mean just like containing that weird, mysterious confidence where it seems like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and in other instances, it really doesn't because, you know, I'm playing into that, that I have no idea what I'm saying. But yeah. I... I think whatever presence it is that I have on TikTok, I owe a thousand percent to my Bachelor of Fine Arts in acting. Yeah, look, it's um, it's one of those things that, like, you don't realize how much of an impact th th though that study is that, you know, you sit there and go, oh, shit, like, um, it is actually helping me. I, I'm, uh, I'm doing something because of, you know, xyz mm. uh and oh my training's kicking in like, yeah it's weird absolutely uh, it's the same like i worked in radio for three years and it's the same there like even podcasting we we so you know content and capable part of the deus ex media network we all sat down and did like a network trailer together um or almost six months ago at this point and Sit, having or having like eight podcasters sit on a Zoom call who are all like there and know that like their prerogative is to fill dead air the whole time yeah. is chaos on earth. Like you cannot, <laughs> you don't match eight podcasters trying to fill the, the every minuscule of dead air. And the poor person who had to edit this audio. Oh I feel God, so sorry for it. that sounds because it's like. It's Terrible. like having a whole bunch of theatre students trying to do a show together and, you know, every mistake they're all like, let me help, let me help. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the worst when everyone thinks they're the director. <laughs> yeah. Not that we all thought we were the directors, I think also because we're all, like, kind of we're really good friends. But it is. It's very yeah. fascinating to watch everyone, like, try to do their default. Like, I'm riding into this i've got one thing to do and that is to fill the dead air yeah <laughs> so we've got a continuous recording of audio which actually is a headache to edit absolutely um, i know very little about audio editing but from what i do know it sounds exhausting 
Always, always. It's the worst part. Like creating a podcast, I'll guest on a podcast any day of the week. If you yeah. are a podcaster, if you have a podcast, ask me. I'll be on your podcast. No questions <laughs> asked. Don't even... <laughs> But you ask me to edit someone else's podcast? No, no, no. Never. I'm going to have a riot. You know, there'll be protests <laughs> in the streets. Uh, <laughs> protests in the streets just for being asked to edit a podcast. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it is very fascinating. Um, did you like, obviously you've moved to New York recently. Yeah. Outside of, you know, your shenanigans on the internet, what are you hoping to do? Yeah, I'm... I feel like everyone's a worst parent or uncle. <laughs> so what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Um, excellent question. I, <laughs> I, I mean, so I graduated from acting school in 2020, which is obviously when the world shut down. Um, so their acting, acting died, theater died. And I will say if the pandemic hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now because I wouldn't have gotten on the internet to do all of this um which i don't even know if we the, i don't think we should be looking for silver linings in a plague when people died all over the place um yeah no thank you yeah exactly but i will say that it definitely set the course of my life in a completely different direction as as it did i'm sure pretty much everyone um so yeah, and then I, I was I was in Chicago and I was like waiting to revamp my acting career or just to like start it or whatever. I don't know. It was this weird like, is the world open? Are we closed? Are we open? Are we closed? Are we open? And then I just found there was more regularness being on TikTok. Um, and then finally I moved here and my plan here is to definitely revamp uh, or revamp start my acting career, I guess. I don't even know how to how to describe what it is that I'm up to. So I've been, I've been hanging out with a lot of theater people and getting in contact with my theater friends here. Um, and I'll be going on auditions more and hopefully I'm, I'm like looking into getting an agent or finding an agent. And I'm hoping that having such an online presence will help people be interested in what it is that I'm doing and can bring to the table. But at the end of the day, I really am in pursuit of being a working actor um and that is like why all of this started all of the the tiktok and whatnot yeah. but at the same time i i know that i've always been a person who's had had a lot to say and it's cool that the internet has given me a platform for that um yeah it's one of it's one of those things that like you don't like it's the same in journalism like obviously you know my absolute dream if ever possible to be a be a foreign correspondent and you know mm. travel the world as a journalist and that would be you know on tv on radio you know creating packages writing stories yeah. love that yeah but, you know also like have to take baby steps in that direction you totally. know? and you know that includes like building up a massive portfolio of like interviews and reports and stories and experience to kind of like prove to a prospective employer that I'm worth their time, yep. which in journalism is fucking hard. Yeah, that sounds very I've, difficult. I've never gotten closer to quitting something than I have to um, quitting journalism at the end of last year. <laughs> sure. um, it's like acting, but it's like a weird, weird elite club where <laughs> like, we're going to judge you every second of the day. Oh, yeah. And we don't care. But we also drink like sailors, drink and swear like sailors, and you know. But you're expected to like still remain professional while absolutely plastered. Of course. 
Uh, Great, that's how that works. Yeah, absolutely. The professional world is exhausting. I really, really, really miss acting education. I miss getting to do arts just in an environment that was in pursuit of bettering ourselves as artists and not like looking for money and what will make the most money and i know that's how you live and survive but my brain just doesn't compute my brain doesn't function that way i'm like money who who needs it yeah and then it's like oh i yeah. i need it <laughs> yeah exactly and i think it's it's terrible because like i almost i've i've probably will before this podcast comes out made a tiktok about it it's like when you first are being paid for the work that you've been trained to do at university or at college or, you know, or that you're, you know, the step towards your career and you're actually being paid for something you're passionate about, you're like, wow, this is massive imposter syndrome. And like, yeah. shit, 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 shit. You know, I started a newspaper two months ago as of recording and I'm terrified. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's, a tiny newspaper in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Australia, um, which is the second episode in a row I've used middle of bumfuck nowhere, Australia. Bumfuck um, Australia. Get a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it is a t-shirt. You get a t-shirt. Make a t-shirt that says bumfuck Australia. I'm going to have to now. Absolutely. Um, with like a little map pin next to it. Exactly. Exactly. It's like... Um, the Northern Territory, one of our states, uh, did a big advertising campaign. It was like CU in the NT, and <sighs> CU and NT were really big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I got, I caught um, onto that real fast. It, one of the greatest uh, tourism campaigns I've ever, I've ever seen, uh, and I've Absolutely. seen a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, but you. Um, it is, it feels so weird to be paid for your work and to kind of sit there and go, oh, wow, I'm expected to kind of like perform at a high level now because, you know, know, I've been paid. Absolutely. And also it's just like, it kind of feels like, like, did I cheat? Did I cheat somehow and get here? Like, how did I, I'm getting, I'm getting paid for this, this thing that I like to do. What? (laughs) I think the worst part was the period of time before I became employed. So I was unemployed for about nine months. Mm. I'm watching my friends and like, I was still working at a radio station, wasn't being paid for that work and was running a newsroom. I'm watching people underneath me get hired. I was like, this is absolutely demoralizing. Like, am I never going to get out of, you know, this and like I'm out now, but it was like, wow, this is terrible. Don't even want to do this again. It's a spooky feeling. What kind of acting specifically are you like looking at, you know, theater or more TV or movies or? I mean, I'm kind of an acting hoe. I'll do, uh, (laughs) I'll do whatever. I've always loved all of it. Um, There's parts of theater that I love uh, so deeply. And there's parts of, of film that I love so deeply in film. You really, really get to get subtle and technical with it. And in theater, you just get that energy of being with people on stage in front of other people. Like it's, it's, there's nothing like it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, and you're creating this thing that can only be shared with you and the people in that room forever. I mean, even if you film it, you're not, it's not the same. It is simply not the same. The second you can rewind Mm. a piece of theater, it's a whole different ball game, you know, because like, exactly the whole point of theater is that you're sitting there and you're like, I have no idea what's going to happen right now. Um, and the, there was confetti there the whole time or like that, that person is in that cost, you know, 
it's there's so many different things um and so i lo- i just i freaking love the energy of theater it is magnetic and beautiful and incredible and then i don't know i also just love love film and i've i've i feel like i've had this interesting time on tiktok where i'm the actor the cameraman and the director and the writer in mm. all of my videos and i mean of course some of my videos you'll look at it like smash or pass and you'll be like yeah julie you did a real good job there but i'm like hey there are other ones that were really planned out <laughs> that i put a lot of work into <laughs> thank you it's i i think the complaint i've heard from people i've spoken to who are you know quite large on tiktok so always the one you put the most effort into that gets the least response oh it's so um, true and it's completely demoralizing because yeah. you're like sitting here going i've poured my heart and soul into this yeah and all of a sudden no yep yeah i mean and that's the th- i mean there's some videos that i put my heart and soul into and they will do well so i am lucky in that way but i think what's what's frustrating is it's the, always the ones that you put the least effort into that do well yeah you know, it's like the ones that you, you try with, maybe, maybe will. But then it's like, I don't know, you react to a filter and suddenly that has two million views. And you're like, are you kidding me? What This is this is what we're doing now? I was going to say, the fact that you have your own filter, I think, makes you like mildly famous at this point. <laughs> I know. I can't believe someone made me a filter. I was freaking out when people started making like fan art and stuff. And I... And like people, you know, when I, I freak out when people just use my sounds, which it's TikTok, people use sounds every day. But then when somebody made a filter of my old bathroom, I was like, this is insane. Also, I wonder about the person who moved into that apartment after me because I did rent it out to someone. Like, could you imagine if they were on TikTok and then they just saw one of my old videos and then they were like, wait a minute, this is my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> What you doing in my bathroom? Yeah. Sneaking in, setting up the pride flag. Exactly. Or you come across someone who's used the filter and you're like, that filter looks a lot like my literal bathroom. <laughs> it's now wild. I, now I want to find the person who's raging off you just to inform them that your their bathroom is Right? <laughs> I know. I mean I have their I know where they live. I know their address. I could send them a letter. I could send them a I could send them a letter that's like, hey, at plant-based bird girl on tiktok wink wink scroll like two months back (laughs) i yeah that would be kind of heinous Uh, and kind of creepy but you know it could have you could be creepy sometimes for the bit right oh do i ever that's how i felt for most of smasher pass is you have to be creepy sometimes for the bit that's what that's what i would call the motto of that (laughs) oh god (laughs) Yeah. Have there been any videos that, like, you've gone, we can't publish that? Mm, uh, I, I mean, there are videos where I'll look at the finished product and I'll be like, I know I can do a better job at this. It'll be like a transition video or it'll be the way I worded something or it'll just be like, this is, this is bad quality. Um, I don't think I've ever had anything not, not go out that... I think most of my ideas have pretty much gone out and there have been some really insane ones that have gone out <laughs> i think it goes to show like the the like the quality of like actor training as well it's like knowing that no matter like no matter how weird or how hard to pull off a bit is being able to pull it off and it to be entertaining like that's 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 not something that happens 
naturally really yeah i mean it's it's a large it's it's largely just communicating with your audience if your audience is in on the joke or they can know what's going on um then most times they will laugh and as long and so what that means for you is you have to be an effective communicator and how do you be an effective mm. communicator is you go to acting school which i personally <laughs> I mean, obviously the acting training I did, it was insane and past like the first or second year, not a lot of people should be there, but I think everyone should go through a little bit of acting training. And I know that sounds like hell. I know that a lot of people would be like, that sounds like hell, but it, the way it made me consider my effect on people and people's effect on me and just yeah. like, you know, you hear that old acting thing that's like acting, reaction and action. like. That is our whole lives. Everything you do in your life is action and reaction. So you better start thinking about how it is people are taking your actions and how it is you're reacting to the actions of others. You Always, know? Yeah. I think we should change. Like, I know, I think I, states, colleges, not here in Australia, but in colleges over in the States, you've got to take general ed, right? Yeah. Um, so instead of like, I don't know, whatever the general ed is, you've got to do an acting class, you've got to do a comms class, yeah. a science <laughs> class, because why not? Um, but it could be like social sciences or something. And then, I don't know, an English class. And those are like the four general eds and you've got to do one of them. <laughs> uh, totally. Which that's the, that's the thing is like, mad respect to people who know how to do calculus, but calculus is not going to make people better to other people. I think what yeah. will make the world a better place is us valuing and, and re-evaluating uh, re our, our own behavior and our reaction mm, to others' exactly. behavior. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, uh, we're getting towards the end of the episode. Uh, thank you so much, Julie, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, my God. Um, I'm at Plant Based Bird Girl on TikTok. I am at Plant Based Bird Girl on Instagram. Uh, my old Instagram was hacked into, so if you're following Julie Cat, don't follow at Plant Based Bird Girl. <laughs> on, on Twitter, I am at Your Bird Girl. And then also, my friend and I have our own podcast uh, called Liz. Um, which is all about gay, feminist, goofy times with my co-host, Ellie Rudy, who is as unhinged as I am, maybe even more so. Yeah, wow, amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing when someone else is like, it's not a competition, but like an equivalent list. I'm like, oh wow, you know. Yeah. I, it's not. It's not embarrassing for me to be on all the fucking platforms. <laughs> <laughs> um, has there been anything that you've been reading, watching, engaging with that you wanted to plug? Sure. I really like the author T.J. Clune. If you are a soft and queer person, if you're a big queer softy, read his books. Um, they're so lovely. They're just like stepping into a, a, they're just like stepping into therapy and they're gay and soft and wonderful and healing. Yeah. Healing is the word I'll yeah. use. Um, well, you can find me at sam.the.journalist on Instagram and TikTok and samobjournalist on Twitter. Make sure you follow the podcast at content, the letter incapable on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and I'm going to plug uh, the song Roller Coasters Make Me Sad by M. Behold. Um, <laughs> what a title. I know. It's amazing. She does really interesting, like, mental health adjacent songs. And it's one of those things I sit there and I go, oh, well, I vibe with that. 
Um, and like, there's at least one and behold song for every place I've lived that I'm like, oh, this gives me the vibes of when I lived in this particular apartment. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's very fascinating. Somehow I'm like really emotionally attached to like a couple of songs. I'm like, oh, oh, this reminds me of like walking home in the rain. You know, um, I'm a musician by like also very passionately a musician. So you know, oh, there's awesome. that too. Um, Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, it's been amazing to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Content and Capable was recorded, edited, and produced by Samuel O'Brien. You can follow the podcast at Content, the letter N, Capable on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find it on Facebook. You can also send an email through to contentandcapablepod at gmail.com with any of your thoughts, queries, or concerns. The best way to support the podcast is to leave a review on your preferred podcatcher so more people can hear the podcast. The art was done by Opia, and the music was written, edited, and produced by Jason Hilton. Content and Capable is proud to be a part of the Deus Ex Media Network, where you can find a podcast for any of your nerdy interests. Hey folks, Alex and I have been traveling, so there's no new episode today, but don't worry. There'll be one on Friday, I promise. I will make that happen for you. Our schedule's been pretty crazy. And we haven't really had time to sit down to record The Great Divide, but I prepared this little trailer for you guys, and I hope you all like it. So, enjoy! Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables could stand against his trolling, but when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you, sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on an on a even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his D20s. He's just like, I got this. A randomly breaking into song. <laughs> we'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made, one episode at a time. You can reach us at CabbageCast, which is our Twitter, or subscribe wherever you catch pod. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Thank you for listening to Content and Capable. Don't forget to rate and review, and we'll see you next week for another episode. Dave X Media.